the year is 2021. The world is fucked. A spectre of death looms over the games. But that won't stop the world's most successful Olympic nations descending on Tokyo. The People's Republic of China. The divided states of America. The country formerly known as Russia. But this show is not about those countries. This show is about the little guys. The underdogs. The battlers looking to wrap their fists around a medal and become a national holiday. This is Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, truck ramp to Tokyo. Good morning, world, and welcome back to Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, truck ramp to Tokyo. I'm Gus, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Rig. How are you? Mate, I am so psyched you should feel these nipples because (laughs) I cannot wait to dive into everything Apocalympics Tokyo 2020 plus one. (laughs) It is the games of the 32nd Olympiad or the triple X two plus one as we're calling it (laughs) for the Roman numeral fans and my word what a wait it's been. My god hasn't it just it's uh just the small hurdle uh, to to get us to this point, a worldwide pandemic. <laughs> that you know, what what the line you said last time we had a chat was fighting an enemy we can't even see. <laughs> it is exactly that, and that's why it's never been more appropriate that the main sponsor of our show is Spectre Drone Services, because like the spectre of death that hangs over the entire world, Spectre Drone Services, they'll come and get the job done, possibly kill you in the process, but it is very effective. Please note that our great sponsor, Spectre Drone Services, will not kill you. (laughs) I have to eliminate that part from the language, (laughs) otherwise we will be sued. You're right, you're right. There hasn't been a trial yet. But anyway, people should use Spectre Drone (laughs) Services currently unprosecuted. (laughs) So, as we turn our thoughts to Tokyo... Yes. ...the eyes of the world fix their gaze on the small, barely built-up city of Tokyo. (laughs) Horizon as far as the eye can see. The sun not at all blocked out (laughs) by skyscrapers that look like they have been made from the sky down as opposed to the traditional method. (laughs) Yes, as the athletes descend on the arid flats of Tokyo... (laughs) I'm looking forward to them building something there one day. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I guess as we as we look towards uh, these these games, we we you know it, it's hard not to think about all the countries that may do well, which we don't care about. <laughs> but it's easier to think about what we do care about, which are. Athletes from fledgling or unsuccessful nations. Absolutely. And that's what this show's all about. If it's your first time listening, welcome. This is a show that focuses on countries and athletes that have never won an Olympic medal. Caveat, countries that have never won an Olympic gold medal. Correct. Uh, Athletes? So many haven't won a medal. No, we're not following all of those. That would be fucking mental. (laughs) (laughs) We are following all the countries that are the underdogs, the battlers, the $5 note Olympic budget versus the Death Star that is the United States. Absolutely. We're talking about 
ladies and gentlemen who, if they win a gold medal, there will be a national public holiday, their faces on a stamp. Like <laughs> they will become a cereal. They- <laughs> Not their their face on a box of Wheaties. Yeah. They will be all cereal <laughs> in their home nation. Yes. Get ready for Gus Flakes. <laughs> <laughs> the way to start every morning. <laughs> you can taste the hair. In the People's Republic of Rigistan. <laughs> Absolutely. And so while we unfortunately are not on the ground in Tokyo due to uh, the pesky border measures that Australia <laughs> has brought in, gee, those draconian overlords over at the Foreign Office. Um, we the, w- <laughs> the AOC wiping sweat off their brows. <laughs> they knew that another smear campaign was about to be coming out, but they're off the hook this time yeah. due to the virus. <laughs> yeah, that's it. John Coates exhales. Yeah. <laughs> Breathes a big sigh of relief. But what we are thinking about is that there's never been a better games to be a minnow rig. Absolutely. Ever. And you know why? Because an Olympics that has absolutely no spectators, that sees fans shut out of the stadiums and gold medals will be won behind closed doors, Mm. is purpose-built for athletes that have never had a spectator. Absolutely. (laughs) This is equality in its truest form. (laughs) Isn't it just? The playing field has been levelled. Completely. In fact, the eeriness of an empty stadium for a high-class athlete is going to be very, very overwhelming. It'll be unnerving. It'll be eerie. It'll be like the spectre of death (laughs) that can only come from being surveilled at a height by a drone you didn't know was there. (laughs) Spectre drone services, they'll watch you. Oh, it's so great how far we've come. I just used to peek into windows and now we've got <laughs> machines that fly around. Look, I think we need <laughs> we need to let the good people know that Spectre drone services are paid to <laughs> actually put drones out there for things like mining, for LiDAR, which I have no idea <laughs> what that is. I told myself I was going to look it up before this show, but I didn't. You had and one job and it was to find out what LiDAR is. But he does all those things. Steve Wallace, he owns the company, is a great, great friend and person who pays us money. <laughs> Absolutely. And they are the sponsor of the entire run of the Olympics, uh, the sole sponsor of the show, because they uh, bought us outright. So Steve, <laughs> Steve owns us for 19 days. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm concerned as to what Stephen will do with us. But we will look at this very, very closely because right now, as of recording, there is still no guarantee from the organisers of the Tokyo Olympics that these games are going ahead. I'm reading a press release right now, which uh, <laughs> is the most underwhelming thing possible, where the quote is, and <laughs> I will read it straight verbatim, we have not ruled out cancelling the Olympic Games. What? Not beating around the bush, are you? <laughs> it is two days out from the Olympics, and a full cancellation is currently on the radar, or the LIDAR, if you will. Yes, Absolutely. I hope to God that is what a LIDAR is. <laughs> but here's, here's the other thing, right? They have doubled down so hard, the National Olympic Committee and the IOC, uh, so the NOC of Japan and the IOC. That wasn't like, confusing. Absolutely, we will not cancel this event. This is, they are problem gamblers. <laughs> they are, we are 20 bill in the hole. <laughs> 
They're totally pot committed. And not only that, but the Japanese people could not be less into this Olympics. Oh my God. I read a stat the other day. 83% want them to cancel it. <laughs> and the other 17% were forcibly kept indoors for yeah. the vote. <laughs> so 100% of the voting public hate the Olympics. Absolutely. As if you wouldn't. This entire thing is not just a fucking money drain, but it's also guaranteed to bring COVID in. Oh, absolutely. Or give COVID to the athletes. Which is happening <laughs> as we speak. The sanctuary of athletics, the bastion of safety, the pinnacle of COVID procedural conduct, the Athletes Olympic Village, is rife with COVID. It is overrun like a plague of rats running through a sewer. Which is absolutely absurd because they're just like, you know what? If you've got COVID, that's fine. We'll just test you on your way in. As opposed to, oh, we can detect caffeine in your urine. You're banned for nine months. <laughs> yeah, the water all of a sudden are feeling way less significant than they used to be. Yeah. <laughs> because the prospect of someone getting rubbed out for two years for using a diuretic has paled in significance to the possibility that they'll check in and never check out yeah. at the <laughs> Olympic Village. <laughs> Okay, so as always, we have three major feature athletes that we're going to be following throughout the Games. Yes. And we want to bring home medals. We want to every single Olympics that we cover. All we're about is minnows getting that sweet, sweet medal around their necks. Injected into my veins. (laughs) This is what I live for. (laughs) So do you want to to kick off the first one? Absolutely. We are starting strong here. The one, the only... Pride of Tonga, Peter Taufatafua. <laughs> he is about to go to his third straight Olympics. So he went from Taekwondo in Rio 2016 into cross-country skiing in 2018 in Korea where we saw him live. And he's now back for Taekwondo. He, but he was going for... Canoeing. Canoeing. Yes, he was uh, intending to compete in the noble sport of canoeing. Um, That didn't play out for him. He chased qualification all over the world and then COVID chased him out. Um, And he has said now that he's uh, qualified for Taekwondo for a second time that he is still taking his oar to Tokyo. Is he really? When we speak to Peter, because we'll be interviewing him uh, on an upcoming show, I want to get to the bottom of how he thinks that a last-minute Olympic berth is going to open up for canoeing. Like, what has to... I mean, it's any it's anything goes game. I mean, is it more of a... This is a question to ask him. Is it like a motivational tool or is it like... No, it's an oar rig. It's how you get through the water. Just in case someone drops out because piece. of COVID. It's, I like that. I think that if you're qualified for the Olympics in any sport, if COVID ravages an event, you should be able to compete in that event. A la 1908, 1904. It's you just, just sign up in the ju- early Olympics. It's just got to line up like emergencies in a weekend footy match <laughs> you weren't named in the full team but bring your boots <laughs> hold on just in case that is too close and uh, parallel to an actual qualification this is like you're an emergency a full car of mates doesn't rock up to the game so you get pulled in but they go is anyone's family here 
And so they pull in someone's dad who's currently <laughs> buying a B&E roll at the canteen and go, great. Don't have boots? Doesn't matter. What are you wearing? Boat shoes. Oh, that's that's fine. Don't worry, Pete. Uh, yeah, we've got, we've got a number 97 Guernsey. <laughs> you can wrap around yourself, buddy. Oh, but he, so yeah, he is, and he's probably most famously known for showing up to every opening ceremony with his oiled up rig and in traditional tong and dress. Yeah, he's... And we can only hope <laughs> that if he's bringing the ore, he's going to be bringing the baby oil. <laughs> well, considering that in Pyeongchang, when it was minus 18, he still whipped the rig out. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to do it at a Summer Olympics. Oh, well, I mean, he that's, already did it in Rio. Yeah, he's. I mean, but that's now his thing. It is now his thing. He's, People are going to be... It's. I wonder if it's like a Superman Clark Kent thing, like in the Athletes Village, they see him with a shirt on and then he's like, yeah, I'm from Tonga, I'm that guy. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't recognise you with your shirt on. <laughs> I didn't recognise you with your shirt on. And also, that face mask, everybody looks the same in here. Yeah. <laughs> All I can identify people by is their oiled up eyes. Yeah, exactly. And so Peter qualified at the last minute by winning a, a gold medal in the final tournament. Yep, slayed it. Just to, just to get in. And so now he's over in Tokyo at the moment. First jump is Tuesday, July 27th. It's not how Taekwondo works. <laughs> I have never watched it in my life. <laughs> so this first. time will be the first. <laughs> it's first for everything. So we will be interviewing Peter shortly. Uh, not shortly on this show, but shortly on another one. Shortly is a relative term. Time <laughs> is a flat circle. <laughs> it's, and as we know very well, the Olympics goes forever. <laughs> the Great thing you all have nowhere to be. <laughs> <laughs> Huge shout out to the uh, cities in Australia currently in lockdown. We know it's terrible. We're going to try and make it as bearable for you as possible by bringing you nothing but 19 straight days of fire. <laughs> <laughs> Not actual fire. You're all locked in your homes. <laughs> that will end in immediate demise. <laughs> so, Imagine I, that during lockdown, your house goes up in flames and it's just like, no, I've got to finish this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> House goes up in flames. You go out. You go into the police station. They're like, "Where's your mask?" <laughs> Here's on a one thousand dollar fine on fire in my house. <laughs> okay, the second feature athlete is from the great nation of Burkina Faso. We know it well. We do. We certainly do. Last at the Rio Olympics, we followed uh, Rashid Sidibe mm -hmm. from Burkina Faso, the hundred and five plus kg judoka. And now we are turning our entire gaze to Hugues Fabrice Zango. Surely you've created <laughs> a, a better a better name for him because I don't think I can endure 19 days of that. You don't have to because his nickname on this show is Huge Fab. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to call him, what's his last name? Zango. Zango Unchained. <laughs> We cannot run with that <laughs> for so many reasons. <laughs> the pure look of fear from everyone's eyes right now. Oh, we are going to get cancelled if we ever run that name. 100%. So, huge, huge fab. Uh, he is competing in the triple jump, which is on Thursday, August the 5th. Yeah. Now, he competed at Rio. He came a princely uh, 34th out of 37. They're not big numbers. Uh, they are huge numbers out of Burkina Faso. That is probably the most people I've ever heard compete in a triple jump. 
37 <laughs> people? 100%. My God. Actually, sorry, it was 34 out of 47. So That's worse. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Who wakes up in the morning and be like, Mum, can you take me to triple jump practice? <laughs> like, uh, what sort of life have you led? <laughs> can, so what's the gateway crime to the triple jump? Because the let me tell you how long these guys are jumping. And they, these men and women... But uh, Zango in 2016 in qualification jumped 16 meters. What? Yeah. So is that from the first jump? It, it has. Must be. It has to be because otherwise we are hiding in plain sight the greatest super athletes ever known <laughs> to man <laughs> who can Superman style leap over the Harbour Bridge. Yeah. <laughs> but so I think it's from the first of the three jumps. Yeah, that would make sense. I don't know That's what the still so far. <laughs> it's so far. I don't know what the three jumps are. And after watching a series Is of it videos, a hop, skip and a jump. <laughs> it's a hop, skip and a jump. The the most the most I can tell is that effectively what you're doing in the triple jump is taking a blitzingly long run up, and then getting to a point where you have to undertake what is normally like a half time at the footy dare. You, it's one big stride, a pirouette, and then a backflip. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all to win like a six-pack of Carlton draft. <laughs> but, but these guys are absolutely caning it. Anyway, so he jumped 16 metres in 2016. By January 2021, he sets an indoor world record by jumping 18.07. What? This kid is going ham in the paint. Oh my god! In the sand. In the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an important butter triple jump. The sand is painted. <laughs> it's just watered concrete like a Greek bloke's driveway. So he's jumping eighteen meters now. He's he's put two meters on himself in five years. Shit. And he is one of the guys that is absolutely pumped that these games were ravaged by COVID yeah. because he's added an extra 70 centimetres in a year. Wow. So these Olympics happen... Haven't we all? Tw- <laughs> <laughs> the waistlines are absolutely <laughs> burgeoning <laughs> in the Medallica studio. I'm that bloke with the B&E at the footy. <laughs> I'm the dad. <laughs> You're... Boat shoe Pete. <laughs> Boat shoe Pete with his beanie roll. <laughs> Put me in the goal square. I'm not running, you fucks. So, yeah, Huge Fab uh, is currently the favourite for the gold medal. Wow. Which that, would, that, would have to, that would have to be Burkina Faso's, like, uh, Burkina Faso's first medal period, right? It's their first ever medal if he brings it home. Wow. Their first ever Golden medal. Duck. We, yeah. we brought this up last Olympics, last Summer Olympics. Linda Kilmendi uh, in judo, I believe, from Kosovo, broke the duck for her country. Gold straight up. Oh, that was a good day. This could be this could be another thing. Fiji did the same, obviously, in sevens. Yeah, in the sevens. Yeah, and, uh, and those are the moments. Those are the ones that you live for. Oh, Rick. my God. They're, they're the ones that you so just, just sit back. Just went from six to midnight. <laughs> you sit back at full mast. <laughs> sitting in Soaking the in. $14 chairs that Gergs could afford for the studio <laughs> <laughs> and just think, this is the life. <laughs> you sink into your couch because you're not allowed to go anywhere. <laughs> That's it. Okay, and so... your housemates look shocked at that oh, erection. Oh, my God. <laughs> they shouldn't be. We've been locked down forever. <laughs> 
And so the third feature athlete that we are looking at is Lee Z Gia, who <laughs> I've called LZJ. <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> All the way with LZJ. Because I love this kid's energy. He's from Malaysia. <laughs> he is a badminton player. Uh, it's a coxswain, I think. Well, so here's the thing. The actual term for a badminton player is is a shuttler because it's in reference to the shuttlecock. <laughs> Surely. And I'm like, a I can't believe head. you went all in on shuttle and nothing on cock. <laughs> you just avoided the because cock. Because, my God, if it was up to me, I'd be like, Cockman <laughs> Lee Z Gia fronts yeah. up to his opposing number, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Yeah, just a full warehouse of cockheads. Yeah, so <laughs> battling it out for gold. He has been described as being one of the dark horses of the men's singles tournament yeah. in Tokyo. So he's ranked number eight in the world. But again, you want to talk about people who loved the year off to hone their skills. In January 2021, he brought home the All England Championship. Uh, and and defeated a bunch of giants in the badminton world. So I don't know what that is. Five seven. I don't know. Anyway, uh, but he he's getting up at the right time, and he <laughs> isn't as just. we all are. And all this talk about minnow gold, and we are up and about. Oh, absolutely. And Malaysia has won medals before. They've won two silvers. Well, amongst other medals, but two silvers also won by a badminton player who was the number one ranked player in Malaysia before his retirement in 2019. This guy's name is Lee Chong Wei. He's like the godfather of badminton, which sounds as lame as it <laughs> as it does. Uh, and he was, yeah, the number one ranked player in Malaysia for years, retired in 2019. Everyone's like, oh my God, LZJ. He is the second coming of Lee Chong Wei. And... <laughs> They're just like, and he, they asked him about it and he was like, oh, he's got a long way to go, which is so shitty because, you know, usually <laughs> oh, as a senior athlete, like, you know, you'd be like, yeah, really like what I'm seeing from him out there. Like, I think he's, you know, he's going to put the country in his shoulders, going to put his best effort. Dude's just salty AF. He's just <laughs> like, you know what? Don't think he's ready. He's a piece of shit. Uh, he's meant to be Malaysia's number one player. Don't think he's up to it. Like, absolutely throwing shade at this kid. He's just like, I just don't think he can dig deep. I don't think he has the energy. And then here's a weird quote. Even when I was banned for eight months in 2015, I kept the mentality going. And I came back and I was blah, blah. Anyway, I was like, hold whoa, on. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you get? <laughs> if you we were won the banned? Tape, what was he banned for? I'll tell you, in 2015, Lee Chong Wei was banned for doping in <laughs> badminton. <laughs> what the fuck? This happens every Olympics in the dumbest sports. Oh. It happened in the Winter Olympics by the Russian curlers. <laughs> who just love to dope. Who love, they just love doping more than they love putting cold rocks down a fucking ice path. I was like, why would you ever need to dope in something as quintessentially lame as badminton. <laughs> I don't understand. It's because you're addicted. It's it, like all drugs. You get hooked and you just need those sweet, sweet giant guns for your badminton serve. A shuttlecock weighs, I reckon, about nine grams. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine what part of the stratosphere you're sending that into with your mega arm? Yeah. <laughs> I just can't believe that you can 
come out at someone and be like, no, you are garbage, whatever. Like, I'm the, I'm the fucking future, even yeah. though I've retired. Uh, and also, you know, I came back from a ban and, you know, you didn't see me crying about it. It's like, you broke the rules, <laughs> you fucking piece <laughs> of shit. Like, you aren't some martyr. You weren't like, like, you literally went before WADA and was just like, yep, eat me. <laughs> <laughs> Still got a needle sticking out of the arm as yeah. he rocks up to the court of arbitration. So that bastard put the bad in badminton, and uh, especially in Malaysian terms. So now LZJ is the is, is the redemption is kid, one, one of the one of the dark horses. Not the favourite for gold, but he's right up being talked about. Yeah, nice, nice. That is that is three very very good chances. Um, because as we know, in anything at the COVID games. The Apocalympics, literally anything could happen. You just need to stay alive <laughs> to be a medal chance. It's Tokyo like, 2020 plus one, colon, last person standing. <laughs> last person stands. That's great. And uh, speaking of countries that love to dope, so Russia. Russia are currently... I've never heard of them. <laughs> They are currently serving their second Olympics uh, where they are completely banned. Yeah. So the country, their national anthem cannot be played. Their flag cannot be raised. Athletes from Russia can still come and compete under the uh, real cool sounding Russian Olympic Committee banner. <laughs> what is it? It's just like a white flag with rings on it, right? <laughs> it's a white flag with a bear's face. <laughs> it's a fucking grinning bear. Also weirdly shirtless on a horse. <laughs> if you've never seen a bear ride a horse, <laughs> you haven't lived. <laughs> Tune into Tokyo 2020 plus one. You um, also haven't died, <laughs> but you might. <laughs> you Last ever, man's dance. If you ever encounter a bear riding a horse. <laughs> That's it. They are aggressive on horseback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the rock... Are coming. They're rolling into Tokyo uh, with oh. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson <laughs> rolling into Tokyo. <laughs> the, the, the Rock are coming in force to uh, try and win uh, as many medals as they can at these Olympics. And it is the most amount of schadenfreude that the whole world can mount every time they fail. Because yeah. for a, a country that has just run one of the most systemic doping programs in the history of man... Mm. Watching them come last is going to be the greatest. Oh, we were talking about minnows getting up and oh. how and how we would. <laughs> I think I think we've really stumbled across the fact that you and I think that we can beat Russia. <laughs> it's, I, I defy Carson Rig versus the Russian Olympic team. I defy the Russian Olympic Committee to send me an athlete not on drugs that I can't beat. <laughs> <laughs> Me at 35, <laughs> not a professional athlete in what is commonly referred to as regular Nick. <laughs> I will compete against any Russian athlete, undrugged, <laughs> that you send me in the following sports. Synchronised swimming. <laughs> the underwater ballet. Rhythmic gymnastics. Oh, you are felt. I am. <laughs> And you know what? I know how to cut a rug. <laughs> Sports climbing. Okay. I've done it once <laughs> recreationally. It doesn't seem that hard. If you're listening to this and you want nothing more in your waking life 
than to see Rig do rhythmic gymnastics, please hit us up on Insta. <laughs> We're at Gus and Rig because having seen him with nothing left to the imagination in a morph suit at the last Olympics, I can tell you that a leotard is going to be horrible. <laughs> a war crime, if oh, you will. Absolutely. Oh, okay. So we now move on to our uh, segment that we're bringing back from Rio. We couldn't run this at Pyeongchang because the Olympics was run too well. Yeah. And I hated that. <laughs> that was bad. That was one of the bad things about the South Korean Olympics, along oh. with spending two hours on the ice bullet every day. <laughs> I thought when we heard that the ice bullet was being done, we're like, this is prime for Apocalympics. <laughs> there is no way they're, they're going to get this done. And fucking full credit to them. They got it done. Yeah. Whereas there has never been a Games. Like this. No. There has never there's never been a games in an odd year as <laughs> a start. Actually, yeah. This is the first odd year games and it's fucking odd in yeah. every respect. Absolutely. When you've got the organizing committee threatening to can the entire party when guests have already arrived. <laughs> Guys, they're there. They're already having canapes. <laughs> it's too fucking late. Don't cut the bar tap off already. Oh. But it is just so rife, and the news that started coming through is not disappointing at all. No, it's not. Do you want to start? Sure. I'll start by introducing the segment. <laughs> Apocalympics now. <laughs> so, yeah, it's called Apocalympics now. <laughs> Good. We're off to a roaring start. As we know, COVID is having a full-blown drunken 3am karaoke session in the Olympic <laughs> Village. On point. <laughs> Isn't it just I'm like so culturally appropriate? Wow, you have just really hit that nail on the head. <laughs> so, yeah, what's happened is that outside of COVID, people can still make horrific decisions. Into the Polish Olympic team. So... Their Olympic squad rolled into Tokyo recently, maybe COVID-free, but probably not, and they had a swimming contingent that was comprised of 23 swimmers. Go on. They arrived there, and then Tokyo are like, cool, where are you, uh, you know, show us your swimmers. Well, not that way, but they're just like, Sh- show us your swimmers, drop your dax. No, they <laughs> spread your cheek, show me you're not hiding COVID. I... Uh, but they they were just like great, uh, you know what uh, what part of the Olympic team is this? And Poland are like, these are our swimmers. And he's like, great. Why are there so many? <laughs> and they're like, question. what? And then the, the Japanese guys like, yeah, you are meant to have seventeen swimmers and you have twenty three. <laughs> so oh the head of the pot. <laughs> what the what Polish do you mean you're supposed to have seventeen and you have twenty three? The Polish squad guy turns around and is like. Whoops. Which I assume is the same in Polish. (laughs) And so six of them had to be sent back to Poland. Hold on. What? Have they qualified? Apparently, the Polish Swimming Federation just fucked it up. (laughs) (laughs) This doesn't make any sense. I know. So... <laughs> is there a is there yeah, a cap ba- ba- on swimmers? Basically, one of the swimmers uh, who has been this was going to be her third Olympics. Oh, this is going to be tough. I was I, all of the times that I've criticised you for pronunciations. Yeah, I'm just hanging oh, out for God. these names. 
Polish is so hard. There are so many Zs and Cs <laughs> next to one another. And so little vowels. <laughs> so, Alicia Chores. <laughs> she... Spell that. T... Oh, okay. T... <laughs> C-H... Dollar sign. O-R-Z. Okay. T-C-H-O-R-Z. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I think it might be Chills. It could be. It's going to get worse when I go through the other <laughs> names. So Alicia Chills, she had a massive go on her Instagram. And then the head <laughs> the head of the Polish Swimming Federation was just like, yeah, look, um, that's, that's on. I understand why they're so angry. <laughs> and that was basically it. It was like, soz. <laughs> Yeah. Which I believe is a Polish word because it has an S and a Z in it. <laughs> so Take, uh, Taking the much vaunted uh, ScoMo approach to the vaccine apology. Yeah. I know why people are pissed off, but I'm not going to do anything about it. No, absolutely. And basically, Alicia Chores, uh, she, she said that the Federation just didn't read the emails correctly. Which is weird because now I find out that the Polish Swimming Federation is run like a PR firm. <laughs> <laughs> As per my previous email. <laughs> also, you know if there's uh, one thing that is constantly uh, criticism leveled at the Japanese, it's that they are not clear at all and they're very unthorough in yeah, their communication. <laughs> Classic Japanese stereotype, inefficient. <laughs> Can you imagine how many times the number 17 would have been bolded? Oh, <laughs> absolutely. It probably was just the subject. Only bring 17 <laughs> swimmers. And the Polish, Polish guy. I'll like bring plus six. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Has his third shot of vodka for the morning. <laughs> and so six of them head back to Poland. People like... <sighs> Matusz <laughs> Czowniec... Alexandra Polanska, Jan Holub, Bartosz Piszczorowicz, and Dominika Kosakowska. (laughs) The fear with the last one. Oh, my God. Well done. That was so tough. So, yeah, they're already on the way home. Oh, my God. Lucky them. They'll live. Yeah. There's <laughs> just so little chance of coming home from these games. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I mean, is that a good thing or a bad thing if you're a Polish swimmer? Are you Be- just like, well, on the upside, I didn't get COVID and die in Japan? <laughs> I think that's the only silver lining you could take out of it when you're being deported from the games. Yeah. it's We've spoken to so many Olympians about this. It becomes this insane bubble. It's akin to being... A uh, a psychopathic stalker, <laughs> like you spend your entire life towards one thing, pursuing one person, a place, yeah, medal, <laughs> whatever it is. But they've had to wait the extra year, so it's again five instead of four. That extra twelve months would have been a fucking eternity. Oh, absolutely, and also the. It's like losing by one point. Oh, it's oh. just like, I'd rather you just tell me, like, I'd rather get flogged <laughs> like, yeah. r- than, than to be like, hey, <laughs> w- losing by one point, final hurdle stuff. <laughs> and it's like, ah, uh, 
That's a shame. That's more heartbreaking. Oh, I mean, <laughs> heart goes out to these poor bastards. You know who's uh, who our heart doesn't go out to? Who? Thomas Bark, aka Arnie, because the head of the IOC is always a cold bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time we hear from him. And as is the custom with IOC chiefs, he is a billion years old. Yeah, he's an <laughs> old, wrinkly prune of a man. <laughs> he was there when uh, the first marathon was run in the first Olympics <laughs> back in Greece. <laughs> Just watching the entire thing with his idiot eyes. Uh. And uh, he has continued with his legacy of being a complete moron. <laughs> because in the opening address... <laughs> <laughs> when he was uh, talking about the Tokyo 2020 Games, the first public comments um, upon arriving in Tokyo, Bach has managed to refer to the people of Japan as Chinese. Oh, my God. <laughs> he has gone with the old... Our common target is a safe and secure games for everybody, for the athletes, for all the delegations, and most importantly, also for the Chinese people. Uh, I mean, the Japanese people. The no. Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere the you Chinese were rejoicing because they have had fears for their safety. You can just tell that as soon as he got off that lectern and turned to his team, he was just like, Tugs collar. That, that old switcheroo, right? Oh, oh, the worst. Started back, backpedaling, talking about who looks the same as other people. <laughs> He, he, you just know he would be one of those people. Oh, he is the worst. <laughs> the actual worst. And then uh, <laughs> the second piece. Remember at Rio when we went, wow. I remember nothing about <laughs> Rio. <laughs> well, let me jog your memory. It was an absolute clusterfuck. It was a hellfire. Hard to finish. It was, that, it was that image where the ocean was on fire that came out recently. <laughs> well... That was one of the things in Rio that we we went, well, no one will ever fuck this up again and have a totally polluted uh, swimming uh, course or an aquatic wonderland <laughs> that is required for competition. A swimming course? You'll understand what I mean in a second. Okay. <laughs> because I don't mean a pool. Right. I, I didn't forget <laughs> the word on. He literally had an aneurysm on air. A swimming course <laughs> you know the old water track <laughs> um so, so the water road <laughs> is there are a number of events that involve uh open water swimming or sailing um oh, at the yeah, olympics yeah, yeah. Do they have the, surfing this time around they have surfing this yeah. time around but Mostly I'm talking about the fact that there is actually an open water open water swimming race yeah. and a triathlon both right. of which involve uh, being uh, held inside the Tokyo Bay. Now, what do you think is wrong with Tokyo Bay? That has to be super polluted. Like, Japan is one of the most industrialised nations on Earth. It certainly is. And it has been re-nicknamed Stinky Bay upon <laughs> all of the athletes arriving. They're athletes. They're not creatives. <laughs> <laughs> the first idiot to turn to his mate and be like, Tokyo Bay, more like Stinky Bay. Uh, uh, <laughs> Deported. Am I right? <laughs> Gets COVID <laughs> immediately. So it turns out that 
It is filled with E. coli. Oh. Absolutely chockers with it. And you'd think that this would be something that the Tokyo Olympic Committee would be really moving fast to address. Instead, what they said is we're aware there have been uh, some complaints that... (laughs) This is all translated from Japanese into English. We're aware there have been some complaints from local residents that the bay smells like a toilet. (laughs) So we want to address this. The E. coli levels inside the water are within agreed limits. <laughs> so this, this, has got, this has got shades of uh, politicians being like, look, can we, that, like they campaign for stuff to not be called like extreme pollution oh. or like that whole thing with the Great Barrier Reef where they were just <laughs> like, can we get this off the critically endangered list? Exactly, exactly, because we, we want to keep letting... Uh, Tons and tons of Europeans dive there for nine hundred dollars a day. Yeah, but yeah, uh, they've uh, they said that it agree uh, it's within agreed limits. And then there's a pause. And there's another question, and the response is, "Well, agreed limits on most days." Oh. Then then there's a pause, and the response is, "Agreed limits on most days when there hasn't been heavy rain." Okay, so, so it it turns oh. it turns out if there is rain in Tokyo that the entire bay that the triathlon is held at becomes an unbelievably large toilet. And there is nothing that they can or will do about it because, again, the games are on the doorstep and they're just trying to stop people from dying in the Olympic Village. This is not going to get better, Rig. This is like, like Rio... This is the first card to fall in what will become an oh. unbelievably underprepared games. Christ. They've had an extra year and they still didn't think that maybe a situation they should address is the fact that when rain, which is a thing that's been happening since the beginning of time, <laughs> occurs, it's not new, Tokyo. You didn't just get rain. You've been getting fucking rain forever. What is this falling out of the sky? <laughs> but God is spitting on us. <laughs> oh, no. Should we do something about it? No. Just go back to the giant no, toilet. Just go for a swim. <laughs> go for a quick dip in water. <laughs> that cool guy called Stinky Bay. <laughs> Actually, deport that man. <laughs> yes, they will... Uh, On a good day. That yeah. is so hectic. Imagine if I came up to you and said, you know what? I shower most days. Not every day, but some days I get extra stinky. <laughs> That would be an improvement on our experience in South Korea <laughs> when you smelt like you had not showered in your entire life. <laughs> Showers have existed in some form or another since the dawn of time. <laughs> oh, oh my This word. metallic snake is spitting on me. <laughs> uh, okay, and the final piece of news. Oh, it's huge news, isn't it? It's enormous. People all over the world have woken to a headline that has raised eyebrows and quizzical looks (laughs) as the entire globe says, where the fuck is Brisbane? (laughs) (laughs) And that is that the average city of Brisbane, Queensland, has won the bid for the 2032 Olympics. Now, 
where do I start with this being the worst thing that's happened in ages and we're in the middle of a global pandemic that is literally killing millions of people and this is worse. This is worse news. <laughs> because if there's a less deserving city, bring it to me. <laughs> Let me list off where the upcoming Olympics are going to be. After, after we get to Beijing for the next Winter Olympics, the Olympics are Paris, yep. Milan, LA. LA. After that, Barcelona. Followed by Brisbane. Which <laughs> of these cities does not fit? <laughs> One of these things is not, not like, like the, the others. Other. Okay, so I'm just going to dissect this because I spent all morning reading about this entire bid and it started to come apart like paper in water. <laughs> and here's where it, where it gets a little bit shady. Brisbane won the 2032 Olympic bid. Brisbane were the only 2032 Olympic bid. They won it unopposed. That's what I thought. And you'd think that that would mean that they won unanimously. No, they still only got 72 of 77 votes. Then what did the others vote? (laughs) Because there's clearly five discerning delegates with fully functioning eyes. (laughs) Who fail to accept <laughs> that Havianas are acceptable formal wear. <laughs> or that that'll be part of the uniform for the Summer Olympics 2032. Dress thongs. <laughs> formal wear plugs. <laughs> so, realistically, there is absolutely nothing that deserves the Olympics less than Brisbane. It is the most <laughs> underwhelming shithole I've ever been to. And the fact that they're currently rejoicing in the middle of basically hell on earth (laughs) everywhere else. (laughs) Fireworks went off along the banks of Brisbane River last night, which I can only assume set them alight because they're polluted as fuck. Well, that's the thing. You want to talk about Tokyo Bay. How the fuck are they meant to do open water swimming in a river that is actually known colloquially as the brown snake? (laughs) That is ridiculous. Not only that, but at the same time as uh, the Delta variant of COVID is basically ripping through the whole of Australia like a curry, <laughs> Anastasia Palaget, the Premier of Queensland, has fucked off to Tokyo to do the epitome of this could have been an email. <laughs> she has gone over there to literally show her face because, and the only thing that I can absolutely deduce from this, is that John Coates is a psychopath. (laughs) (laughs) We already hate the AOC on every conceivable (laughs) level. I know. But John Coates, the head of the AOC, is a fucking idiot. Yeah. (laughs) And he bullied Palaget into going over there uh, saying basically, if you don't show your face, then there's a possibility that we won't get all the votes. You're the only bit, John. Oh, my God. Who are you competing against, you fucking crackhead? Exactly. And now you've won it by default, the two sweetest words in the English language, and you are still, like, not fucking happy. How's John Coates with a fucking gun into the back of Palaszczuk's back <laughs> in the fucking press conference? <laughs> that was insane. Where Smile, he's like- <laughs> wave, look happy. <laughs> Him basically holding her to ransom on international television to say, you will come to the opening yeah. ceremony. It's like, John, what are you? What if you roofied? And Anastasia, don't drink anything that John Coates gives you on Friday night. Absolutely. Blink twice if you're okay. <laughs> also, it's like everyone else in Australia, like everyone else in the world is like, Brisbane, what the fuck? Most of Australia is also like, oh, really? <laughs> 
100%. Do you know how unpopular the 2032 Olympics must have been that Brisbane were the only ones that put their hand up? Like, it's been comprehensively proven that holding the Olympics is a fucking hand grenade. Oh, absolutely. And also, this reeks... I, I don't know if you know this, but... Traditionally, the Olympics were announced seven years out yeah. to give people the right amount of time. This is eleven years away. I'm like, I don't know how that. I assume this is like a fucking down payment that is non-refundable, <laughs> and the IOC just wanted that sweet, sweet cash. <laughs> it no, it's because if any city in the world needs more time to fucking roll its turd in glitter, <laughs> it is <laughs> Brisbane, because it's going to take them eleven years just to stop people punching each other in the chin as a hello. Oh, absolutely. And it's going to take a long time to turn the mighty brown into the mighty green. (laughs) So anyway, we will watch with absolutely uh, veiled interest as Brisbane tries to turn its crap hole into the uh, glittering crown of the world. I'm also so annoyed on a personal level Think of all these big, great world cities that we will travel to <laughs> as part of this show. London, Paris, <laughs> Los Angeles. Oh, not London, but you get what I'm going, yeah. where I'm going with this. Then it's fucking Brisbane. Gurgs will probably, we'll probably fucking give him fuel vouchers. We're driving. <laughs> We're going to go to this fucking city. <laughs> To the fucking Olympics in Brisbane, a town that is very ironically called Bris Vegas because there's nothing going on. (laughs) My favourite part of the 2032 Brisbane Olympics will be the possibility that Jep will be competing. Your son. (laughs) Why do I think this? There is a 13-year-old called Raisa Leal who's from Brazil and she is competing in this year's Olympics in skateboarding. (laughs) Jep, Brisbane 2032. That's it. I've got to do a poster for that. (laughs) If he continues at his current rates of girth, then it's going to be a 12-year-old competing in the 105kg (laughs) judoka. He's doing discus or shot put for sure. (laughs) He loves it. Sorry, mate. Just got a text from a uh, fan about our segment for tomorrow. Um, So that is the, uh, the entirety that we have as far as the first show the two days to go show before uh, we get to Tokyo. But before we sign off, how do the people get in touch with us, mate? If people want to get in touch with us and they want to be a sponsor outside of our primary sponsor, Spectre Drone Services. Spectre Drone Services, pick us or we will haunt you. (laughs) Uh, Then head on to the best website ever made on that particular day and time. GusAndRig.biz Yeah, it's probably only the best web website made on that day and time ending in .biz, to be fair. Absolutely. And we are confident in that. Yeah, you know why? Because just like Brisbane, that is an unopposed bid. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll and if you want to fucking have a go at a Squarespace, show us the receipts. <laughs> So jump on, jump onto that website if you want to become a sponsor. But more importantly, if your company wants to become a sponsor in this dead space while everyone's in lockdown, <laughs> and if you have stuff to send into us, please jump onto Instagram. We are Gus and Rig G U S A N D R I G or Medallica on Facebook and get in touch with us there. Absolutely. Tomorrow's show, we're bringing you all of the drinking games for Friday night's opening ceremony. Absolutely huge. We are going to be putting stuff out there we're going to try to do live audio streaming so you'll chuck on your tv you'll chuck on us through an app on your phone 
grab your drink of choice and we are going to get lit within the <laughs> confines of our own home. Yeah, absolutely, because most of us are locked into them. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, that's all we've got time for. Thank you for joining us and we'll be back tomorrow. Cheers, I'm bringing my all tomorrow. <laughs> See you guys. Thank you.